0: a hand this morning. I'm preaching on the subject of the life of prayer. and This is part five. This morning I'm talking on things to be aware of in your prayer life. There are certain things that you need to be sensitive to and to be aware of that might hinder your prayer life. Things that might stop your prayers from flowing and being in the place where you want it to be. Our text has been Ephesians 6 verse 18 and we're going to do uh, read a lot of scripture this morning and it says from the Amplified Bible, pray at all times on every occasion in every season in the spirit with all manner of prayer other translations say with all kinds of prayer and entreaty To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated people. Now number one this morning, we're gonna look at the the fact that your prayer life must be based in the word of God. God's will is contained in 95% of God's word. Now the only why I say 95% because 5% might be the times when you're praying about where God wants to send you, where God wants to take you. So if I'm, I can't find in the Bible yet where it says, Ray McCauley, you must go to Zimbabwe. That's the prayer life of saying, Lord, I'm praying, I'm seeking, I'm asking you about whether I should do this. But 95% of your prayer life is established and based in God's word. And it's vitally important to realize that when you go to God in prayer, your prayers should be established, and the word of God should be involved in the prayer life that you have. In John 15, Jesus' teaching says in verses 4 to 8 from the Amplified, dwell in me, and I will dwell in you. Live in me and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in, being vitally united to the vine. Nevertheless can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, Apart from me, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. If a person does not dwell in me, he's thrown out like a broken off branch and withers. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire and they're burned. If you live in me, abide vitally, united to me, and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts, ask whatever you will, ask whatever you will. Well, isn't God taking a chance there that you might ask for something that is not his will? No, if you're in him and he's in you and the word of God is established in your heart, you will ask what is according to his will. You will know what his will is. I don't have to pray to God to find out about sickness, poverty, and lack. I don't have to go and find out about it in my prayer life. I can establish that God wants to meet my need, according to Philippians 419. I know that God says the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I know it's God's will to have your family saved. I know it's God's will to arrest your sons and daughters and get them to the place of serving God. So I'm not gonna be asking something that's out of whack. I'm not going to be asking for another wife. I'm not going to be asking for a prostitute. I'm not going to be asking for some more dope. I'm not going to be asking for stealing some finances. Oh, Lord, please don't let them see when the offering comes by that I can take money out. Your word, his word, and your will will become established in one. You can ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. When you bear much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified, and you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. So this morning, establish God's word, God's will in your life, and then pray. But some people, they'll pray prayers that is not God's will. I mean, if I'm in a hotel and I'm ready to go and preach at a, at a, at a conference or a stadium and a, someone knocks at the door and I open it and here's a girl with a fur coat on and she goes, hello, pastor, how are you? I've come to minister to you. I don't have to say, oh, shit, blah, I tell you, Lord, if this is your will. It's not amen it's not did you hear what i said so so we know that we can establish god's will for our lives in the will of god in the word of god in first john 5 verses 14 and 15 it reads in verse 14 from the amplified and this is the confidence the assurance the privilege of boldness which we have in him we are sure that if we ask anything make any request according to his will in agreement with his own plan, he listens to and hears us. And if he since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted us our present possessions, the requests made of him. So we can stand on the word of God. My God shall supply your need. The Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want. God wants to prosper and bless you. God wants you to be a blessing to the poor. God wants you to have a family that's saved. God wants you to have peace in your heart and in your house and in your family. You're going to have to fight for it at times. You're going to have to make sure that the devil is not going to steal, rob, and kill, and destroy in your life. You're going to have to resist him in the name of Jesus. And you're going to have to pray according to his word and his will for your life. I shared in the first service, and you know, I really don't like sharing some stuff that is personal and, and, and sometimes you want to keep it private. But I think this morning I was led in the first service, and I'll just share with you, and nothing, is no sin or anything. But what happened this morning is I woke up very early. And I got out of bed, and as I got out of bed, I fell over. I was so dizzy that I couldn't get up. Then I began to get sopping wet with sweat. Now, the first thing that wants to come to your mind is, that you finished, you're not going to make it to church, you're not going to overcome. i tell you what came to my mind. Devil, you're going to try and stop me from coming to preach. You've got no chance today. I'm going to be fine. Now, you're going to have to resist the enemy. You're going to have to know God's word. You're going to have to know what God's word and will is. You're going to have to know what your privileges and rights are. You're going to know what your inheritance is. And then Zelda came and gave me something to drink, which I drank, and it helped me. And I'll tell you what, I took a towel, I washed, brushed myself off, and I'm here today. And I'm doing fine today. But he's gonna try and get you into poverty. He's gonna try and get you into a mentality of being neutralized to do things for the kingdom of God. He's gonna question you. In your mind, he's gonna say, did God say, he's gonna try and question you before you come to church. Aren't you glad you're here this morning? You'll see by the time you leave, you're gonna be very glad because we're gonna pray heaven down. We're gonna bind that devil till he's finished this morning in your life. We're gonna bind. We'll loosen, do whatever you have to do, but we're gonna get results, amen. Amen. We're gonna have breakthrough. I have such a, a good sense breakthrough in our nation you watch and see amen you stand by and watch and see amen so we establish God's prayer on God's Word secondly we must walk in love the power of forgiveness mark 11 we read verses 22 23 and 24. This morning I'm going to read verses 25 and 26 by mistake. See, we love the faith w- message. We love the word of God that says, Whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have it. But then it goes on in verse 25, And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him or her, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Now we know that when Jesus went to the cross, we got forgiveness. We know he paid the price so that we can be forgiven. So I don't think God's sitting up there saying, if you don't love that person, I'm going to stop you from doing anything. What it is, is that bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness will stop your prayers in the way that the devil wants it to be stopped. It will hinder your prayer life. Don't let the sun go down in your marriages. Even if you have to jump on his back and say the sun's going down, please, 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 please. In 1 Peter 3, I want to read from the message translation, verse 7, 8, and 9. It says, The same goes for your husbands. Be good husbands to your wives. And all the men said, Amen. Oh, it's about five of you. All the men said, Amen. Honor them, delight in them. As women, They lack some of your advantages. Yes, 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 yes. I'll tell you what, Pastor. I've got 15 things wrong with her. I'll tell you what. I am the one with all the advantages. You see, some of you think I'm serious now. When we read the the verses, read the whole verse. (laughs) I thought the men would be excited about this, but they knew the catch is coming. Now listen to this. But in the new life of God's grace, you are equals. Turn to the person next to you and say, we are equal. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you brought your husband with you and tied him to a rock this morning to get him here? Beat him up for a few minutes. Got him here. You're equals. Treat your wives then as what? Equal. So your prayers don't run aground. Summing up be agreeable, be sympathetic, be loving, be compassionate, be humble. That goes for all of you, no exceptions. No retaliation, no sharp tongued sarcasm. How many of us roll our eyes? <laughs> and let me say this to you if there are some advantages we have over one person, they have many advantages over us as well. Everybody has some things that they gotta deal with. So it says your sharp tongued sarcasm instead, bless that's your job. To bless, you'll be a blessing. And you'll also get a blessing. I'm not getting many amens yet, but I'm telling you it's going to get better as we go along today. And let me say this, if you're married to somebody that doesn't want to know anything about God, at least take responsibility for who you are and live Christ-like before your children and your family. Because God will honor you God will bless you. That other person might not even know about it. They might think they're the hot shots, but I'll tell you what, most of our families are blessed because of the prayers that have gone up because many of you have prayed down heaven. You've kept on praying. You keep on praying. This is a true story now. A, uh, a man came to me and he said, after he got saved and we'd been praying for him and his wife had been praying for years for him. He said, I got saved. But he said, you know, Pastor, what really put me off? I said, what? He said, one morning I went into the prayer closet, her so-called prayer closet, and I walked in there by mistake and she turned around. She was on her knees praying. She turned around, she said, get out of here. Can't you see I'm praying for you? Now, that's sure to get people really running to the Lord. Now, what I'm trying to say to you today is this. I know what some of you are going through. I know some of you are fighting battles with your children. I felt strongly this morning in the first. We must pray for those kids that have run off and gone off. And at the moment, away from God, away from you, away from, that they're going to come home, each and every one of them. We're going to believe God. I know what the pain is like. When a relationship and a marriage is broken, I know what it's like when you go home and you've got bad relationships and you've gotta deal with things. But let me tell you, if God be before you, who can be against you? I'm telling you this morning, if God's hand is upon your life, God will answer your prayers. God will make all things work together for good. And God will have his way. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. Now that doesn't mean if a person bashes another person, they bring them to us. And we'll call the police. But what I'm saying this morning is, so it's not taken out of context. Hang in there. Some of you got discouraged. Delay is not denial. I'm gonna get to my next point, is, I, I'm getting to it. It's gonna be on patience. Patience. Delay is not denial. I'm telling you, some of you might have been praying for years for family, for years for breakthrough, for years for healing for years, for deliverance. But I'm telling you, you've got to have patience because if you hang in there, if you don't draw back, if you keep walking in the things of God, if you keep your life established in God's word, you will see God do great things on your behalf. In Hebrews 10, verse 33 to 38, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. One of the great attacks of the enemy, I'm talking from my standpoint, and I know it will be from yours, is that if you're praying and it doesn't happen immediately, you think God's denied it. You think maybe I've made a mistake. Oh, I wonder if God wants to, I wonder if God's gonna answer. Maybe it's not, maybe he does it for them and he doesn't do it for me. I'm telling you today, hang in there. God will come through. God will do. God will accomplish. You just keep standing. And having done all? And then? And then? Having done all? And? Keep? Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, keep standing. Tell him you're going nowhere. It says, for you have need of endurance, patience, so that after you've done the will of God, after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Amen. Is that you? Good. I've got one person listening. Now the just shall live by faith. What are you living by this morning? But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Patience. 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 James 1 verses 2 to 4. My brethren and my sisterin counted all joy when you fall into various trials. Now you don't thank God for the trial. You thank God in the trial. Hello. It means when you came in this morning, you start to worship Him regardless of what's happening. You rejoice in Him regardless of what your body tells you. You rejoice in Him regardless of what your circumstances say. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I will, I will, I will to rejoice in Him. I will to praise Him. I will to worship Him. And then all of a sudden, your body, your circumstances your mind, your flesh, whatever it is, will start getting in line with your spirit. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect. The word there is mature and complete, lacking nothing. Now, lastly, And everybody said, oh. (laughs) Stay focused. We get so distracted. I'm going to preach next year a series on this. Because I saw in Mark chapter 4, the lust of other things, the deceitfulness of riches, the cares of this world. All these things come to distract. Now listen to me. Put Your phone off, if you can, while the service is going on. We sit with kids, and all they'll do is at supper table. Okay, we're going to pray now. Okay, yes, okay, we're all going to pray. Amen, amen. No, you're not amening. You're being distracted. What about Mary and Martha? At the feet of Jesus. She was doing much serving. It looked good. It is good to serve, but not at the expense of your relationship. You've got to stay focused on Jesus. You've got to stay focused on the presence of God in your life. You've got to stay focused on God's word. Meet with God before you meet with the devil every day. There's so many distractions right now. So many different channels. So many different things. I'm amazed at what goes on on that computer, what goes on with all these different things that that people can do. Be focused this morning, be focused at the end of this year. Don't go away and leave God at home. It's terrible when you're the pastor and you walk into a place and there's a person standing on the table singing, "When the saints go marching in, how are you pastor happy? Oh, I'm gonna be. How are you pastor great? The number I'm filled with the Spirit." Focus. Focus. We are not going to let the devil steal, rob, and kill from us. We're going to get that air conditioning. We're going to see the project that the Hands of Compassion finished and built. We're going to see a great year next year for your life. You've got great things ahead of you. You are special. You are a child of the Most High God. You're an ambassador. You're a priest. You're not a nothing. You count. You have impact and you have influence. And don't let Job's friends try and talk you out of it. You see, you will have people come to you and they'll say, Oh, I don't think, you, I don't think we can make it this year. I think next year is going to be the hardest year of our lives. Listen to me. You put God first in your thought life. Amen? This week, Zell and I have been focusing on Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. With long life, He will satisfy us. Next year, you're still going to be around. No weapon is going to prosper. It will come, but it's not going to prosper. God's going to provide for your education of your children or for you. God's going to provide for Christmas. And if you're not going to have a meal at Christmas, we'll provide one for you. But I'll tell you, God's going to provide for you you're not gonna go without. If God before you, who's gonna be against you? God will make a way. James 1, verses six to eight reads, let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts or she who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that person suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded, unstable in all his or her ways. And I'm closing with this. We're gonna pray now. I'm closing early. And some of you will wake up in a minute and you'll realize we're gonna be praying. But let me tell you this. The seed of doubt is one of our greatest adversaries, one of our greatest enemies, is seeds of doubt. And it's amazing how you can sit down and all of a sudden, these voices come. And they tell you, you're not gonna get out of it this time. You're not gonna get through it this time. It's not gonna work. You're a failure. It's not gonna happen. Seeds of doubt. Well, we're going to pray today. And we're going to replace the seeds of doubt with seeds of faith. Expectancy and belief. That in the weeks to come, we're going to see breakthrough in our prayers. Breakthrough in our families. Breakthrough in our relationships. Breakthrough in our bodies. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Wherever you need a breakthrough. Now I want you to stand at this time. This is not the end of the service. Now why I do this, there's purpose to what I do. Now the Bible says in the book of Mark 16, it says, God will confirm the word with signs following. God confirms his word. So I've preached on prayer. I've preached on what we need to be sensitive to in our prayer life. And now we're gonna pray. And some of the things that you have walked in here with, we're gonna pray and God, you'll feel a release. Now, I'm not gonna tell you what you're supposed to feel and try and get you to feel something that you don't. But I'm telling you, raise your hands right now, please. Raise your hands high towards heaven. Start to pray. Pray for his children. Pray for your husbands, your wives. Pray for your finances. Pray for strength. Pray for whatever needs you have right now that God will meet those needs. Pray for health. Pray for being a blessing to others. God, bless this church. Bless this church to abundance, Father, that we may bless more people, that we may touch more people, that we may feed more people, that we may help more people. Bless us, O God. Thank you by your stripes we healed. Thank you that you're the Lord that healeth thee. Thank you, Father, that you're a reconciler. Thank you for peace in our lives and in our homes. Come on, I don't hear you praying, some of you. Very quiet this morning. Pray. Pray for whatever you need to pray for. Thank you for your protection, my God. We pray for the community. We pray for our country. Put
1: all my hope On the truth of your promise And I steady my heart On the ground of your goodness When I bow down I will lift up your name, and the foxes in the the earth will not steal.
0: The Word of God declares this morning, be anxious for nothing, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.
1: Will live love your name the foxes and the foxes in, in the video, video. Yeah. will not steal.
0: live or walk or entertain the spirit of fear. We thank you that we do not have a fear of failure or past failure or present failure. Father, that we know that our confidence and hope is in you. We know that as we turn our eyes upon you, Jesus, we thank you, Father, that we'll continue to walk the walk. We will continue to be what you've called us to be. And we know that great things are ahead for us as we serve you and love you. We know that you're a God, Father, that follows behind us, walks in front of us, and lives in us. Goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our life. Come on, sing it one more time. Body moving at this time, please. Every eye closed. You might be standing here today, watching by way of television, whatever. There's an emptiness in your heart and in your life. You've tried many different things and it's left you empty. But you've come to the place in your life that you'd recognize and realize that you need a savior. That's why Jesus said He didn't say you must stop smoking or you must stop drinking or you must must stop stop stop. He said you must be born again. Because when you get born again, everything in your life will change. All the things that need to be dealt with will be dealt with. But today you need to be born again. And right now. If you've never received Jesus as Lord, if you've never surrendered to him as your savior, have ever asked him to come into your life, we're gonna do it right now. Well, maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, I did pray that prayer, but over weeks, months, or years, I find myself away from God living in a spiritual pigsty. Well, I want you to know that he's standing today with his arms open wide, he's waiting for you to come home. He wants to put that robe, that ring, and those sandals on you. He says, come. My arms are open wide. I love you unconditionally. No matter what you've done, no matter where you come from, no matter who you are, come to me, he says. All he that labor are heavy laden and I'll give you that rest and that peace. You must do the coming. And So right now, while people are praying for you, and as I look through this congregation, I want you quickly to slip your hand up if that's you today and say, yes, Pastor, pray for me. Pray. It's a privilege and honor to pray for a person. Now, as I look through this congregation, quickly slip your hand up if that's you this morning. You want to be included. Quickly, just raise your hand up. That's it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Don't put it off for a better moment. This is the best moment of your life to do it. Raise your hand quickly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you haven't raised it yet, join these others. Come on. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bless you, bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, bless you, bless you, bless you. you. One more time. Jesus is not an auction, but I know there's a battle that goes on in the minds and hearts of people. If you haven't raised your hand yet, yes, thank you. Quickly, just raise it. Quickly, raise it up. Let me see where that hand is today. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you right at the back. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. Now, would you look up at me, please? If you raised your hand or should have raised it, I want you, please, just get out from where you are, bring your personal belongings with you, and come down here so I can pray for you. Let's give them a hand of encouragement as they come. Come on, come. Come on. Yes, thank you, Jesus. We lift you up, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come. Come. Come on. Come. Let's keep encouraging them as they come today. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, they're still coming. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, come on. We'll wait for you. Come. Come you're not coming to a church you're coming to jesus christ you're coming to the god that's our savior our lord our king has the power to forgive sin has the power to save now i'm going to just be very quickly now please just bear with me just stay in one accord with me for a few more minutes when we begin to pray many people begin to pray in a language that was unknown to their minds and you heard it but you didn't know what language it was that is called a heavenly language it's called the rivers of living water the baptism of the Holy Spirit now when you get born again you get the Holy Spirit Jesus is your Lord but we're talking about being baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking In a language unknown to your mind, it takes you to a new dimension of prayer, a new dimension of power, and a new dimension of worship. Now, if that's you this morning, please just get out from where you are and come down to my far, far left. Pastor Corpus is standing over here. Come and get filled with the Holy Spirit. Get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Come and receive what God has for you. Come on. Come down here. Come. 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 Come on, yes. It's the most important thing after salvation. I tell you, it's necessary. It's the power of God. It's necessary for every believer. Come. Come on. Come. Come. Come on. I know there are many out there. Come on. If I said here's a thousand rands for everybody, you'd be down here quick. This is worth more than any money could ever imagine. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful Savior. Let's bow our heads and let's pray this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for speaking to my heart today. I now surrender my life to you. I believe that you are God the Son, that you died on the cross for me, shed your blood for me, And I believe with all my heart that you've been raised from the dead. I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. Amen and amen.